This podcast is rated M for Mature for language and any large specialty pizza with six twists and a two liter of soda for $39.99. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast, a video game podcast with character. I'm your host, NPC, Paul Logan, and today on the show, well, it's a little controversial. It's censorship that we're going to be talking about. That's the main topic of today. But of course, I have the normal NPCs with me. I have Katie, the indescribable, Noah, the kid, and Dan, the Dan. I have some skits for you, of course, and I hope you enjoy those as well. It is almost 100 degrees in my studio, so I'm going to cut this short. And I hope you enjoy the episode. This is the seventh episode, everybody. Yay! This is the seventh episode. Can you guys believe it? No, Just the one where we, we go are to still hell. going. Yeah. What? Still Just no the one where we go to hell. No. No. Although something something did happen to the time machine. I'm not a hundred percent sure what's. Did going it find on. our paychecks? <laughs> No, no. Where's my food? I've no. been starving since episode three. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll get your food in your cell. I am bones. If you're good. Jesus. I try so hard. I'm going to give him gummy worms next time. <laughs> Finally, some nourishment. I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, today, today's kind of a normal episode. I got, I got Noah with me. Hi, Noah. Hello. I got Dan with me. Hi, Dan. Yo. And I got Katie with me. How's it going, Katie? It's going. That's good. We're going to go around the horn like we always do and ask what everyone's been playing. Katie, we're going to start with you. What have you been playing? Katie. OMG. You know what? What? I'm starting to replay Prey. Ooh. Are you really? I got scared the first time, so I'm like, no, I will not be beat. Right. And then I got scared again, so. How far are you in it? You remember the part that I stopped at last time with the door? Yes. Like, before the game actually starts? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, so maybe three minutes in? Well, no. A little bit longer. You know, the mimics have all effectively scared the shit out of me. Right, right. <laughs> so, so is this like the uh, PT game, the demo where you literally had to open a door, uh, walk through, you just stopped it right I don't there, know what that or? means because I heard about that and uh, I said I will never play that or watch any Let's Plays of that. R.I.P. PT. R.I.P. PT. We'll be missed. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, huh? How about you? Are you playing something new and different that I we... I don't play anything. I live Ark. Yeah? That is... You live Ark? That is my life. Still ruling the North? Still ruling the North. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure nothing... in the North for nothing. I'm sure nothing has happened uh, oh, in the game that nothing. has changed anything, then we don't not. have to talk about it at all. Exactly, because it wouldn't take time at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> uh, but Ark is coming out to the systems pretty yeah, soon, so I'm right? sure we'll have a discussion about that. Right, right. And that's... That's, that's what comes with it. Why is um, it coming Things you don't need. Okay. Basically, physical dossiers, which are like breakdowns of like the dinos or you know mammals. Oh, fun! Yes. Wait, there are dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. That's the only thing I know about our. Right. There are dinosaurs. <laughs> there I are dinosaurs. I dinosaurs, actually... and it's developed by really, really bad people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. what yeah, we, I... we can definitely <laughs> talk about that later. All I've heard about this game is that you rule the north. You're king in the north. So therefore, in my brain, I'm like, ah, Game of Thrones. It's but with 
dinosaurs. That is actually very apt. Um, if you understand kind of like the way the, politi the politics work in the game, is your friends, like people that you do play with and get to meet, will backstab you and destroy everything. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did that happen to you? <laughs> no. Oh. They've tried. Oh. There's a reason why I'm king. You're smarter than Jon Snow. There's a reason why you're king. That's good. You're That's way good. smarter than Jon Snow. I got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, uh, no, I'm going to save you for last because you actually play different games. But okay. for me, I'm just normally, <laughs> as, as, as always, playing PUBG and Skyrim. Uh, uh, I have this three-player or uh, third-place hump that I can't get over, and I'm, I'm trying, but it's going to happen for me in PUBG, guys. Is it? I'm so excited. Does anybody care? I want the chicken dinner. Do you actually get a chicken dinner? <laughs> no. When you win, are you going to order yourself a chicken dinner? I think I will, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'm the winner winner. Anyway, Noah. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> noticed nobody was going to say that. No, right? no one was going to say that. That's fine. Noah. Yes. You've actually played different games this I week. Have. Can you tell us about any of them? Sure. Which one do you want to hear about? Uh, I don't know. What have you been playing? Okay. Um, let's see. I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles Remastered, uh, per your recommendation. Great game. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The I really one like with it. the anime? That is the one with the anime. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> I'll play it. <laughs> it's great. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it brings a lot of heart to, like, m kind of war stories. Like, a lot of the Call of Duties and the Battlefields right now, they've been kind of doing the more nitty-gritty. Mm -hmm. And this one kind of brings a very small, like, loving story. It right. still pays respect to, no, there's people dying and there's destruction, but, like... These people kind of have a little fun, you know, when they're, you know, and yeah, it's off a good time. balance between serious and like kind of lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a great storyline. The gameplay is what drew me into it because uh, I'm a big fan of like turn-based, and it's sort of yeah. like a turn-based slash kind of game. Yeah, it. What's the game that I'm trying to think of? It kind of plays like it's almost like. Almost like XCOM. Ac almost like XCOM, if you could actually control your character. Yeah, yeah, if you had a little more skill involved with the shots that you take. Yeah. 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 Instead of a roll of the dice, yeah. which kind of angers me at times. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, let's see. Uh, Infamous Second Son, I played. Okay. That's how old now, Dan? Do you really know? Way old. Way yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. It's older than me. It's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's older than me almost. There was a glitch. Uh, I couldn't get one of the collectibles, so I stopped playing it. Oh, so you're a hundred percenter. Um, when it comes to like everything on my map except for one little section is on zero, and that one little section is only two percent, that bothers me to no avail. And I will not complete that game. <laughs> no, I, I I understand. And it was a glitch, you say that? Yes. So there's there's these little flying drones that fly around the map, and there's okay. a lot of them. And this one happened to spawn under the ground. And the reason why I know it spawns under the ground is because I can hear it flying, but it's not above me. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a sound effect, you can hear it, that's so I know how that it's works. close, right. but it's not above me. Right, so okay. It's right below me. Okay. Have you tried using like an AoE or something to clear it up? I did, I did. I killed a lot of civilians. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's no problem. I just have to get this collectible. I'm sorry, but I have to get it. The cops came, but I ended up sorting it out. Out, you know, smoke powers and stuff. Yeah, right. Um, they saw. Yeah. <laughs> they saw, they smelled, they burned. Um, oh. Okay. All right. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want that in Latin, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, last but not least, I finished uh, Hellblade. Ooh. Senua's Revenge. Senua's yeah. Revenge. Yes. Someone finally gets it right. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> in the totality, did you like it? What's totality? All of it, from beginning to end, did you like it? Oh, so the total. Yes. Why did you just say total? <laughs> because <laughs> it wasn't grammatically correct. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. Um, 
I really liked it. It was yeah. a good game. Okay. I okay. liked it start to finish. Yeah. There was one puzzle that I got stuck on, but I ended up realizing it was my own fault. So Everybody that I've heard that actually likes this game and played it through said that there was always one puzzle that they couldn't get past, but then they feel they, they figured it out and realized that it was their own fault. Isn't that like the best kind of puzzle? Though? Yeah, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know it's not a broken game because yeah. it yeah. still works. It's just You're your just like, ineptitude. I, I missed that, a clue. Yeah. Right? That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I don't want to be mad for the rest of the day. <laughs> but it's okay because the voices tell you how horrible you are. Right? Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. It never stops. Yeah. yeah, that's the best part of the game, though. Why would I want to play a game of my own life? Because <laughs> it might make you feel better about it. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, so, without giving any spoilers, the ending was it uh, impactful? Did it? It was impactful, and I believe I found it satisfying. But I want both of you to play it and finish it to kind of give me your thoughts yeah. on it. Because I have a discussion about it. Yeah, to okay. have an actual full-on spoiler. I'll discussion. get there eventually. No, yeah. you won't. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying it tomorrow. So, with uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, which I guess is a great uh, position for me to jump from. That's the game that I'm really looking forward to playing. Yeah. Uncharted Lost Legacy. I've loved Uncharted 1, 2, 3, and 4. I heard um, this is like a 4.5. It's it's basically a 4.5. It's not as long. I think they clocked it at like 6 hours if you do everything and 5 if you don't. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that because it's not a full price game. I heard that there was a little open world type environment. Have you got uh, to that yet? I... I, yeah, yeah. I haven't bought it yet. I haven't. I haven't really uh, uh, researched it because I don't like researching games until I've bought it and played it. It's really the only thing I've heard was it was like a the new thing that they added was a semi-open world kind of area. Right. I guess that would be interesting. Could they do like a full open world Uncharted though? Ooh, would that be awesome? Ooh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Would it? Could you? Or would it just be Far Cry with climbing? Wouldn't uh, that be awesome? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but... Where was the loss of that? Would you say... Far Cry with climbing. Like... <laughs> Would you kind of say that Tomb Raider was open world? Well, I think mm. that's... Mm. It had a hub world. world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It had a hub world, okay. but it didn't. And the hub world was even really kind of small in the first one. It was yeah. slightly larger in the second, but in general, it wasn't very big. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, is there anything you're looking forward to pulling you away from uh, uh, Ark? Not really. Marvel vs. Capcom, the uh, infinite one. Right. I was a big fan of the first one, but I'm curious to see how it all kind of turns out. Yeah, because I'm already hearing that it's not the best. Yeah, I've heard some mixed things. But there is Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Right, right. Is amazing. Okay. That's, <laughs> is, is it? it I've is. never watched a single uh, full episode of Dragon Balls. Yeah. Uh, just because it's I not, can't. No, no. I the can't anime is Dragon Ball Z. Right. The game is Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, I see. Okay. Fighters. Fighters. I was criticized highly for calling it. Yeah. Fighters. Z. Which, which yeah. is why when, when every whenever um, I read Dragon yeah, Ball PR Z, man. I always read Dragon Balls. <laughs> Is it because you like balls? No, it's not because I like balls. It's just that's Whoa. where the spacing of the Z is. They don't space. It says it's Dragon Balls. Z. So? Anyway. <laughs> Katie, is there anything coming out that you're looking forward to? Something? World War Two. World War Two. Yes. Yeah. Why are you looking forward to playing that? I am on board with killing Nazis. Okay. Absolutely and utterly. I yeah. want to kill some Nazis. Okay. Unless yeah, it's a yeah. multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely get into that. I don't play multiplayer, so that doesn't matter to me. Mm. Mm. All right. Speaking of multiplayer, as of the recording date, tomorrow is the beta. Who else is playing it? 
I will be playing it. I will be playing it too. Yeah, yeah as of this, I will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. I will too, but yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. And now you've just given away what day we are recording. So thanks, Noah. What about yeah. you? Is there something you're, you're looking forward to playing? Ball. Jesus, breaking forth. You already know what I'm looking forward to playing. What's that? Oh, I want you to talk about it. Um. Monster. Mario and or yeah, Mario and Rabbids. You no. were super talking about it in the E3 episodes. You like really wanted it, if I remember right. You know, I mean, those rabbits got in my head. You know, the, I was talking about the voices. Like those are the rabbits. Yeah, they're yeah. just in my head. <laughs> what is okay. going on on the side of the table? Yeah, so what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we're not in on this joke. So do you want me to talk about Absolver or do you want me to talk about Monster Hunter? I want you to talk about Monster. I'm Hunter. glad you guys prepared. <laughs> okay, well, I saw 15 minutes of Polygon playing Monster Hunter, and ooh boy, ooh, that looks good. Yeah, I know, I'm going to be the first one on no, the podcast to say that this game looks good, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm the first one, but guys, you have got to look at this game and play it. I'm the well, first one to say I'm the first right? one to say it. Yes, I, I hope now like. on record... I'm the first one to say it. I hope you edit back me saying Monster Hunter is great, and you're like, nah, that game's going to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I... Look, I didn't know it was going to be Monster Hunter. I thought it was going to be a toned-down version of a game that resembled Monster Hunter. I thought you were talking about the video. You're like, I didn't realize I clicked on a Monster Hunter video. <laughs> I thought I was watching something else. Yeah, no, like, when, when they started playing it, I was, like, look at, looking at the uh, menu system, looking at the weapons that they were choosing, looking at the four-player action that was going on. The weapons look yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's why Monster Hunter. That's why it's great. Think, like, the Capcom's, like, deal with Nintendo, I mean... Monster Hunter did do gangbusters, you know, but it was mostly, you know, overseas. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a major, major deal in the U.S. if they had actually kept it on, you know, powerful systems. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like an Xbox or a PS4. Or exactly, whatever, exactly. PS3. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it did great on PS2. When, yeah. it, when it was out on PS2, it yeah. was fantastic. It did, it did enough to make Nintendo grab it up in an exclusive yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I played it on PS2, and then they ported that version to the PSP, and I almost got Carpal Tunnel playing that game because right. of the camera controls were stupid. They ported it to the PSP? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, Monster Hunter Unite. Were you a baby when the PSP came out? No, I ha well, I mean, I was, but I, like, had one. You had a PSP? Yeah. Yeah, you were trusted with one of those with your tiny, tiny hands? I was. I would watch uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters on that every night. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would. <laughs> yeah, I, I will admit I owned a couple UMDs uh, oh, yeah. movies. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, I had, it was the future. <laughs> it was the future, yeah, yeah. I had uh, Family Guy, and I had uh, Mad <laughs> Max. <laughs> oh, man, that really, you know, it's... It really puts it more in perspective how old the PSP is when you said it's Family Guy. Like, nothing else. Not just the PSP being old, it's Family Guy came out on the PSP. Yeah, Family Guy came out on the PSP in Remember when three was, UMD discs. Yeah, yeah it launched old. with, I think, Spider-Man, yeah. the movie. Yeah, it I, did, yeah. I, I yeah. had that too. Yeah. Do you remember when the plastic would, like, break, so you had to, like, try to force it back together? <laughs> to get to I used to repair those systems. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. No, when you were a baby, I, I was working at a different, at a video game store and I was uh, I was repairing them. Wow. Yeah. Was it really annoying? Yes. It was more <laughs> annoying than you could imagine. I, I hate the, PSPs. the future though, Katie. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, hey, the PSP had the first air-to-ground combat in Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. That's it, true. Yeah. It certainly did do that. 
the one thing that apparently still EA hasn't figured out how to do. Nope. Uh, I did. I did, however, see the uh, uh, space combat for Battlefront Two. Yes. Looks great. Yeah. Looks pretty. I just I wish I could thing. keep flying all the way down to the ground and jump right. out and yeah. But if I'm not going to be able to do that, you might as well make the space battles huge and beautiful and. They never yeah, felt huge in the first battle. In well, in the most recent Battlefront, like yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like, oh, I gotta swing around and get the next guy. And oh, the it next was. Guy. It was kind of claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. It's. Yeah, there were, there were too many, like, U-turns that you had to do. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. one of the things, especially if you're going to do, like, space combat, like, there's not much to render. Literally, because it's... It's space. Space. Exactly. exactly, yeah, yeah. So why not make it mass scale? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, I mean, the infinite warfare... What about them warf- stars, man? <laughs> <laughs> the infinite warfare what, is space battle. Fly out there. <laughs> what was that? I would love to get a joke in here. <laughs> the Infinite Warfare space battles felt more tense than the oh, Battlefront. Yeah, 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 they did. Infinite yeah. Warfare. Yeah, the Infinite Warfare is in the Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. The Jon Snow Call of Duty. Jon Snow Call of Duty. That's the only reason to play it. Yeah. You know nothing, <laughs> You know nothing. You know nothing. I was thinking Last of Warframe <laughs> when you said Infinite Warfare. Oh, the unsung hero of third-person action shooters. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny Light. Uh, yeah, Destiny excuse Light. Me, yeah, excuse yeah. me, you are a ninja in Warframe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, cool. I, I didn't like it. I, I, I liked. Cool. Uh, I liked Vanquish. I actually was thinking about Vanquish earlier today. Vanquish was cool. But a super good game. Yeah. Stupid story. Is Worst story in the world. But you're sliding around on your knees with yeah. jetpacks. Yeah. Jet That's the one right. where it's on the cover, right? You're like sliding. On yeah, you're knees. sliding on yeah. your butt, and yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great. That was cool art. Yeah, yeah. It was stupid story, but great. I liked it. But yeah, so uh, I guess uh, yeah, we'll we'll take a break now. But we're gonna talk about news when we come back. Yes. That was not heartfelt at all. No. That's because it was a preview. It was a preview of what's to come. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. But then we're going to get to the discussion, uh, and the discussion today is sort of serious, so I'm just going to kind of leave it at that, and uh, yeah, we'll take a break. Are you cereal? Super cereal. If you have an itchy asshole, where do you go? Where do you go to itch it? I mean, I know where to go, I mean, but if you're in public, you can't itch it anywhere. You know what I mean? Hello everyone, this is your friendly neighborhood NPC, Paul Logan, and I'm here to talk to you about a new podcast that I'm adding to my network. I could do fat jokes because I was fatter than I am now, but now I'm kind of like slightly overweight, which is cool with me, but I want to get to know overweight. It's funny, it's crass, it's fantastic. And so that's the last image my wife's gonna see me. I don't wanna do that, my kid walks in, I got the double chin looking fat as fuck with the poison. With you know, you ever see in the movies and shit, when you have poison, your eyes are wide awake. You know, your mouth is all fucking wide open. And your face is purple. But with the double chin, you ain't gonna look cool. And it's hosted by a dear friend of mine, Mr. Alex Midnight. Podcast is called Midnight by the Bay. It's coming soon to a silver tongue near you. Booker Catch. Hi. My name is Booker DeWitt. You might know me from Bioshock Infinite, but today I'm here to talk to you about Unectol. Booker! Booker, catch! Thanks, Elizabeth. I have a pretty active lifestyle. Take it! This one here keeps me pretty busy. Booker! So when my doctor told me about my severe rheumatoid arthritis due to repetitive catching of things thrown to me by my friend here... Here, you need this! I got concerned. Booker, catch! But then he told me about Unectol 
<laughs> and now, I can catch anything this Spitfire can throw at me. Catch! Ow. Unectol is a non-habit-forming anti-inflammatory prescription-strength pill for sufferers of Booker. rheumatoid arthritis. Some side effects include dizziness upon standing, an inexplicable need to find meaning in the meaningless, hallucinations of cities in the sky, or parallel universes, dissociative identity disorder, or split Booker. personality, dry mouth, and headaches. Some patients experience some or all of the following. Booker. Coughing, itchy skin, sudden unexplained tattoos, the ability to shoot fire from their hands, the ability to control mechanical objects for a time, auditory hallucinations of horses, and constipation. Booker, catch! Unectol is not for everyone and should not be taken with any other medication or with alcohol. Catch it! If you experience any of these side effects, consult with your doctor immediately as these effects may become permanent. Ask your doctor about Unectol. Take it from me, Zachary Ka, I mean Booker DeWitt. Booker, catch! You should just start it with that. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back to the NPC podcast. We're going to talk about news. News. It's getting better every time. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And in fluctuations and yeah. stuff. Well, you didn't set the bar pretty high last time. <laughs> no, it was low. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was pretty low. There was no news. No, that's my news. low. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. No, now there's news, but last time, no news. No, we there. played this up. Let's yeah, move. Yeah, we have played it. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, I guess I guess we'll <laughs> we'll talk about um, the one thing that Katie really really wants to talk about, and and she is just chomping at the bit to uh, yell at the mic, and that is the no Mass Effect DLC ever for the single player. For the single player. Because Bioware made it clear, and EA made it clear, they don't give a shit about Mass Effect as a story or as. A game or as a concept of a story. They care about the multiplayer. They care about the microtransactions. They care about the quick dollar. That's all they give a shit about. So, of course, of course there's not going to be... They could save Andromeda, and that's the thing that annoys me. Because for all that No Man's Sky came out and just tanked, every update they've made since then has made it closer and closer to what they said it was going to be. Right. They kept at it. They had more hate than Andromeda ever got, and they still kept at it. Yeah. And Bioware was like, mm, minor opposition. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, guys. Yeah, yeah no. no, it's it's pretty bad. What does opposition mean? Uh, like the opposing side. You need to read a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, did, I yeah. read books a lot. I just not do big words. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> not a big word. Yeah, yeah. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. I don't. I don't read words naturally. Context, man. Just context. context. Yeah, yeah. Context. Um, okay, so Dan, how, how do you how do you feel about this? Um, I mean, it seems like a stupid decision simply because Bioware is not known for their you know multiplayer aspects. So really, what market are they going to be competing against? Overwatch, you know, Call of Duty. Yeah, no. Destiny. I still hold no. Um, um, For Honor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the actually the market that competing. Yeah, though, that right? is actually the, the market. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's one of those things of, you know, why not go with the reason why people are buying your game? No one's yeah. buying Mass Effect for multiplayer. No, no. no. One. 
No. I, it's, There's probably the one guy going, but like, yeah. no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing to me that they have microtransactions and that they have uh, uh, ma- effect coins or whatever the fuck you call the them. The premium currency. Yeah, the premium that. currency. Like, I, I can't possibly imagine a situation where I would spend even a dollar on that. Well, because Bioware, when Bioware does what Bioware does best, it works. But when Bioware is told, you've got to make this property work for this kind of frame that we want, because EA wants in on that Destiny money. That's the whole point of the multiplayer. It's not that they wanted Mass Effect. They just wanted something to kind of give them a reason to be like, hey... You guys yeah. like space fights, right? <laughs> well, remember Mass Effect 3's really popular multiplayer, which was popular. I liked it. I actually spent while. currency on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But oh god. Do yeah. You You're still, the problem. You're the problem. Excuse me. What a whale. But do you still play it? No. How long did you play it for? I actually played it for like 6 months. 6 6 months. We're going on almost 2 years for fucking Destiny. <laughs> for God's sake, BioWare. Yeah. I mean, I did sink like almost a year into that. Yeah. 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 But mm. that's nothing. <laughs> BioWare needs to shut the fuck up about this multiplayer thing because nobody plays a BioWare game for multiplayer. For multiplayer. Just like yeah. you said, like yeah. they don't. And what what just shocks me every single time is that EA has exclusive rights to make Star Wars games. Absolutely exclusive. They also own the company that brought us the best Star Wars game ever made in KOTOR. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to fight everybody about it in case they said something else like Jedi Alliance. Podracers were pretty cool. Podracers was fun. Yeah, I'm not not lying. Uh, Rogue uh, Squadron. Rogue Squadron. One, two, three, all three. Great games. Uh, uh, X-Wing. X-Wing, yeah, for sure. Classic. Nice. Um, That's shocking. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) they won't marry the two. It's... It's stupid. I don't know what EA is thinking. It's they're looking at Activision. They're going, oh, let's do that. And yeah. they're looking at Bungie and going, oh, let's do that. And it's like, no, no. Like <laughs> stick with Bethesda. Like Bethesda yeah. doesn't try to do things like that. Like no. they did with Morrowind, or I'm sorry, ESL. ESL, right? And like it works for them because there's not a lot of you know console MMOs that are like that unless you want to play fucking Final Fantasy. But yeah, I, who yeah. wants to do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's it seems like. It might be a financial decision because creating yeah. a shooter out of you know existing is easy. Know, yeah, exactly. Because the content's easy. already produced, you just have to literally put people in an arena, create a map, and then. But they're losing money in the long run. Like the, I think that's the thing. Like when you continuously disappoint fans like this, mm-hmm. if they come out with the next Dragon Age, I'm gonna look at it and I go, is this gonna be like Inquisition or is this gonna be like Andromeda? Like because both Inquisition and Andromeda were a lot alike. Down yeah. to gameplay, down to graphics, everything, and it's like I did not like either of those games. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's a smart decision. I think it's yeah. kind of short-sighted. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Republic um, Commando Two wasn't bad actually because it, <laughs> it, it uh, played a lot like uh, uh, Band no, of Brothers. I want Republic. Band of Brothers, not Band of Brothers. Um, Brothers in Arms. 
There it is. It played a lot like Brothers oh, in Arms. Yes. Uh, and I miss those games. I miss those first-person strategy games. Those were yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, so we're moving on. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we're moving on to a very kind of complicated topic that I will quickly gloss yeah. over. Uh, so Valve is now restricting dev free key system. What that means is uh, when a third-party indie developer makes a game and puts it onto Steam or Steam Greenlight, they get a certain amount of free game keys that they give to either their patrons on Patreon or uh, Kickstarter, or they give to uh, uh, journalists to sort of get their hype going and the hype train going. Uh, the problem is that uh, a lot of these guys, a lot of these indie developers, make games that are crap, absolute garbage, <clears throat> charge a dollar for them, and then get 500 or 5,000 free keys. Then they give those free keys to bots. Those bots go in and play their game, automatically incurring uh, these uh, one-penny cards that Valve, uh, you can actually sell on Valve and make actual pennies from them. So these 5,000 free keys now come with uh, 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 500 pennies, right? 5,000 pennies, yeah. excuse me, 5,000 pennies. Then you multiply that by however many cards are in the game that you're playing and you're making $50,000, $500,000 off of a shit game that doesn't work and that doesn't Actually, it's not a game. It's literally a money generator. So, Valve is now saying we are limiting these free keys to... They haven't given a number, but it's going to be low, and it's probably not going to br uh, break over 100, I would say. Maybe not even 150. So, um, yeah. Thoughts? Well, they finally I closed that <clears throat> valve. Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ, you were just waiting for that the whole time. The whole time I was going through that. Now yeah. I'm tired. He was like, I got this. I got this, guys. <laughs> I got this. Uh, Dan, Dan. I don't you... know if I can recover from that. <laughs> can you parse out what I've been saying? And... Yeah, so basically, I mean, I don't think it should affect too many things, simply because, like, really, those keys are supposed to be there for media to get the attention out. It's not supposed to be for friends and family. Right. Like, I mean, you can do that if you really want to, but if you're creating a product, it's all about exposure and using, you know, the free market to kind of, you know, sell your product. True. Um, so 100 keys, 200 keys is plenty to get to the media because you, you don't need to mail out your key to everybody. Um, when you do a media contact, you literally just go, hey, who's interested? And if that person's interested, they email you. And if they're, you know, accredited, then you know who you gave your key to. You don't go, right. you don't just mail it out. Some developers do do that, and I will tell you, most people will redeem the key and never do it, never do a review, never do anything for it. They'll just play your game and go, well, right. thanks. Right, but what if what if they restrict it down to 20, 15? Then they really gotta be selective as to who they give it out to. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, you reach a problem of if you are creating a $5 game that no one's gonna care, it could be amazing, but no one's gonna give it the light of day because there's no exposure. You've only got 15 people. What was the to... last big game that did that? Doom, right? Its software didn't give out any review copies to it, but Doom ended up it being. It happens like... all the time. Yeah, 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 it happens a lot. But I mean, just as an as an example, like games can still be a success. It's just that not everybody well. knows about it. And Doom, like, and not, Doom not is financial. Doom, not financial. Yeah, yeah, Doom is one. Say, Doom but... and two had the backing of Zenimax and Bethesda. I was yeah. gonna say, like those alone, they didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one game that I like to bring up. Uh, 
it's a $3 game on Steam, and it's just stupid fun. Uh, it's first person, and you are a ninja, and you get to choose your loadout, and you're killing stick figures on various maps. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, I think I've it's heard called about that. Swords with Sauce. No, and I have not. It is ridiculous and stupid fun. Uh, the only reason I know about it is because these YouTubers uh, called uh, Funhouse, they play it. They had a lot of fun with it. Uh, they're done now. They had three videos, and I was like, I'm buying this. So I bought it. And that, that's it's, exactly how the market works. Yeah. Is yeah. it mandatory that you have to eat spaghetti while you play that? Oh, God. Because no. it's going to nice sauce. Have, that, one's, that one's getting cut. I didn't like that You wonder why you don't get fed. Uh, <laughs> I do have a quick question on yeah. the... Um, the money thing. When you get those beta keys, does that also work for games that are on Steam Greenlight? First off, these aren't beta keys. These are free game keys. You get the oh, game. Yeah. One more time with Actually, the question. Is it, uh, does it just work for fully released games, or is that also for Steam Greenlight? Uh, no, this will work for uh, alpha beta builds of your any game, game. Any, at any stage. What, at any stage. Point, it gives I you access, and then as the game updates, so does your client. Yeah, yeah. So, but games that are in Steam Greenlight get those keys, correct? Yes. Then I can understand why they're changing this. Yeah, yeah. I can too. I'm, I'm worried uh, that it is another hurdle for indie developers to jump well, over. Well, I mean, yeah. that said, it's like he said, they need to be more selective. Like, you don't really need a thousand keys, do right. you? Do right. you? Do you? Do you? Like, do you really even <laughs> yeah, need yeah. more than a hundred? Like, yeah. who are you sending these games to that Our you developers? need a thousand? Right, right. Like, sending it to a few people, sure. Sending it to 150 people, right. who are you reaching out to? You need to be careful about who your target audience is. So you want to look for potential reviewers who might enjoy it. Like, reviewers who write on Kotaku or reviewers who write on Polygon or IGN or whatever. You want yeah. to reach out to like them, select of that group which one you want. Right, right. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys kind of turned me around. I I, I was skeptical about Valve's decision-making because you kind of have to be every time that they make a decision, it makes ripples throughout the entire gaming industry. So, like, I had to... It is setting a precedence, but it might be a good precedence to set. Yeah. And there's also, I'm sure there's some other way of, like, fixing the problem, right? You know, if you have this redemption thing, why not see another avenue to fix it. But yeah. that that said, it is actually helping indie developers because if it's if the problem is to the point where like the system is clogged with all these shit ass fake games, what if there's a developer who's created a game that looks kind of similar to one of those shit ass fake games and so people look That's at true. it and they automatically assume like, oh it's gonna be one of those games. Yeah, yeah. Never get you gotta it. you gotta clear those clogs and valves. Jesus. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. That's done. That's done. You yeah. killed it. We are never mentioning that word again. <laughs> Does anybody laugh Steam, anymore? Steam. Like, <laughs> do people like these jokes? I don't know. We need to get an audience. We, yeah, we need to get an audience <laughs> poll or something like that. Should we open the valve for questionnaire? Oh my god. Okay. So Namco Bandai had, had a event, I guess. Um, so basically, so to give you guys an idea as to like how things work in the media, um, generally when you go to or when Gamescom comes around, PAX, E3, all. Of those um, there's kind of events that happen either at the you know, location where the event is happening or around the world because not always journalists can you know fly to Europe or fly to sure, wherever. Sure. Um, so they'll bring in you know a small group of people and show them their lineup early and then they're just under embargo. Okay. Thankfully, the embargo is up. Embargo is up. Nice, nice. By the time of recording or the time of by right now. It's okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So 
No stepping on toes. Exactly. So, Dan and Noah, right? You went too? Yes, I did. And didn't invite me. That's fine. What did you guys learn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down the list. I needed bad jokes. Okay, all right. Yeah. What did uh, What did you guys learn from the Namco Bandai event? Uh, well, so, uh, Bandai Namco has like, an interesting setup lineup, but it's not really massive. It literally is Dragon Ball Fighters. Which right. is how we learned the actual pronunciation for it. Um, Ace Combat Seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's they announced uh, Sword Art Online something or other. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it was um, a good by Witch Little Witch Academia or something like that. Uh, Little Witch Academy. Yeah, that's what I said. No, that's not what you said. It was close. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No. Uh, Project Cars Two um, and Nina Kuni Two and I'm interested in Universe. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> and Xenoverse on, on the yeah, Xenoverse 2 on the Switch. Now oh, I, I, was, I totally forgot that was Namco Bandai. Yep. Ooh, okay, okay. I wasn't mad about not going before, but mm-hmm. hearing about Nino Kuni, now I'm mad. I just <laughs> well, had I known, I would have invited you. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's funny that, uh, Katie, you, you like Nino Kuni because it's anime. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same people that did Kiki's Delivery Service. And it's my true. neighbor Totoro. Yeah. And yeah. Princess Mononoke. So studio and Ghibli. Yeah. yeah. That's Ghibli. a different level. <laughs> That's, a different That's actual I, art. Right. That's an attempt to tell a story, not <laughs> shitty jokes. <clears throat> and and the same face with different hair every time, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't like well, that on to Nina Kuni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us about Nina Kuni too. Um, so the big thing is actually it is 100% a different product. Um, it is no longer an RPG that is kind of a clone of Pokemon. It is. What very, do you mean they changed it? It is not the same game in the same sense. It's the same art change. style. It is not connected to uh, Nina Kuni One really. It but is a alternate universe yeah. as there is. You are playing as the oh. same character. Uh, no, you're not playing as the same character, but that character is also in the universe. Correct? There's something about that. There's something that there are. It's going to have some sort of ties okay. into okay. like, oh, remember this for the fans who've played it, but it's not going to tie into the story of the events of it's, the actual it's game. It's a complete yeah. alternate universe. Um, but basically, you play as a prince who is doing something or other. But <laughs> cool. <laughs> he's got cat ears. Uh, yeah, he's got cat That's ears, pretty great. Of course. Um, but anyways, it is a hack and slash third part, uh, third person hack and slash uh, game. With light, like, you know, magic, magic. and attacking all those. But okay. the big kind of surprise was a total war light element. Where Very light. Yeah, so it's a top-down war experience where you have a front line and a back line. So it's archers and your melee, and melee sword, shield guys. You have up to a total of four units that you can have surrounding you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and you basically cycle them by kind of striking them around you on a circle and you basically guide your front line towards who you're attacking and keep your back line in the back and you have to like interesting real time spin it around interesting that sounds yeah. very complicated yeah it's, it's I mean it's not too complicated once you get going did you guys yeah. get hands on or yeah, yeah, no, okay okay, okay. did it feel all good it. all of it yeah it felt fine it's just was quite weird. Like, okay. so I mean, the thing with Nino Kuni is, you know, it worked as an RPG. I enjoyed the art style and I enjoyed the ability to, like, you know, you know, gotta catch them all. Like the Pokemon right. element. Right. Of yeah. It. As not a big uh, Pokemon fan, it, you know, it was interesting. Right. Um, but now that that's gone, I do wonder where the depth's gonna fall because it really does pin a lot on the story. Yeah. The, I mean, the combat's fine and it's got some depth to it, but you know, you take away this kind of capture element, you kind of put a little more weight on the actual storyline. Right. And 
I wasn't a big fan of any of these storyline, so I guess okay. we'll see. Okay. Um, Noah, did you see anything at the Namco, Ban- Namco Bandai? Technically, it's Bandai Namco. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Bandai Namco, did you see anything that you wanted to talk about? Yes, I did. Um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Okay. Um, on the Switch? On the Switch. Okay, nice. On the Switch. We did not get to play it in docked mode. We played it in handheld mode. Okay. Did it Did it look clean? It looked pretty clean. Uh, if you've ever played Dragon Ball Universe 2, it's pretty much the same thing, just on your Switch. Nice. Um, I get character customization? Yes. That yeah. was one yeah. of the best Basically parts of the full game. game. It's, it's the full just, game. Just yeah, yeah. on the Switch. Okay. Um, I liked the controls. I felt the controls for the single-player mode, just playing by yourself, felt yeah. very nice. Right. Um, however, they have a two-player mode, where with standard fighting games as the Switch now, you can then take off both Joy-Cons and hand it to each player. And as Dan and I played it... Did not like that. No, that's it's just yeah. It's trying to shoehorn something like it's a bullet point on the back of the box that simply just does not work because you need a full controller. You need a full controller. You need both analog sticks. You need to be able to feel like you can get all the different moves that you have and how cramped that controller is. Plus, without having both analog sticks, just feeling good, it just feels wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm glad you guys went to the Namkai Bando. Uh, wow. Bunko Namkai uh, uh-huh. conference yeah. and didn't invite either of us. That's um, very weird. But, yeah. but it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Dragon Maybe. Ball Fighters, though. Dragon Ball Fighters is literally going to be a big new IP for them. Okay. Um, so, as fighting game fans, you know, I was talking about Marvel vs. Capcom before. This is, you know, in the same vein where it is a 3v3, you know, deep 2D fighter that would be more like. Uh, Guilty Gear or something like that. Okay, fantastic. It yeah. sounds it It's going to be good. They've even talked if, about trying to take it down to an eSport. Uh, yeah, wow. they were talking about that. If if you grab somebody midair and then slam them into the ground, there's like a crater that creates in the ground. And yeah, the ground there. actually deforms as you're playing. So the entire environment. The episode. Like, okay, cool. Destroys nice. while you're doing awesome nice. moves. Like, that's 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 a good that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. It uh, sounds like a good. It sounds like it's a good. good. Is there All anything right. else you wanted us to talk about that we don't? No, because I know that Ace Combat is going to be amazing, and that's the only game that I. Dad care games. About. It's a good game, guys. Dad games. No, when you're inside of a cloud. There's water streaks that are on here. That's yeah, beautiful. There's actually, so that is one of the cool things is, so they created an element where when you are flying through the clouds, your wings do start to frost up. So if you're trying to use cloud cover to evade people, you actually have a limited time where you can stay in there so that way you can't turtle. That's so high. cool. Yeah, That's it's so really cool. small, okay. but it's a great detail. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, but we're moving on now. We're talking about Overwatch. Project Cars? Oh. No, We're I don't want to talk about Project <laughs> it's Cars. Got cars and the Ferrari sucked. We spun out a lot. Yeah. That's good. I That's did good. well. <laughs> I get compliments. Can we talk about Overwatch now? They're making a bunch of changes and they're adding a new map. I guess because you want me to talk about that. Yes, yeah. Noah, talk about talk about it. Overwatch. Do we want to hear about the good or the bad news first? Uh, I want to hear about the good news. The good news. There's changes no, no, no. to Overwatch. Bad news. There's changes to Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alright, Junk, uh, there is a new map coming out called Junkertown. Uh, as people that know the lore of Overwatch, there is two characters, Roadhog and Junkrat, that have their hometown in Australia called Junkertown. Um, I highly recommend you guys watch the short, it's very good. Uh, it kind of describes what is going on and the story of it. Uh, it seems like they might be trying to watch it right now. This is no. great podcasting. No. Um, but, uh... 
it's a, it's a new map, pretty much, which is really nice. It's always nice to get new maps. The last one was Outlook, which was Winston's home up on the moon, a outpost. That was really, really cool. It added in zero grav. I'm intrigued to see what they're adding with this new map. Um, as for the other changes, there is a change to Mercy. Uh, Mercy mains, take a seat, because I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Um, Mercy's ult is changing. Now, take a deep breath, everybody. She can still do revives. Uh, it is just not a multi-revive, and it's not going to be her ult. This is now going to be her second ability. Mercy has never had a second ability, and this one's going to be it. You do a specific revive instead of a group revive, uh, and there's a huge cooldown on it. What her ult is changing to is called Valkyrie. Um, and when you pop this, you pretty much just become a badass Mercy. You can fly. Her wings actually work, and you can fly up and down left to right. It's not like her... So she's like a Farah, but with like... No, not even like Farah. Like, how Farah jumps and floats, like, Mercy can do her jump and float, but this is completely just flying. Like, 100% flying. Um, at the same time, her beam now has an extended range, plus, instead of just hitting one person, it then can branch out and hit multiple people. So it can chain daisy chain together around your teammates for healing and damage boosts. Uh, at the same time, her gun now does extra damage as well as has a faster firing speed. So if you're a Battle Mercy out there, you're going to love this change. <laughs> um, as well as the fact that the moment you pop that, you get your revive instantly um, refreshed. So as you well could as the revive, alt, and alt, revive. Alt, revive. Plus <laughs> the cooldown is then shortened to whatever it's going to be, which they said is going to be pretty long. Um and then you could possibly revive somebody else within your ult. It sounds like an interesting change. It does. It seems very interesting. Uh, the problem that they had that the developer, I forget what his name was, was that he was bringing up, was that a lot of mercies would get their, uh, would do all their healing for their team, they'd get their ult, and then they'd hide and say, everybody just die on the point. And then you'd come in, do your full revive, and then everybody could push because everybody else was already wounded by the fact that right. they were from the original, in, from the original scrap. Okay. Um, okay. And I guess that like makes that. more sense. I, I didn't feel comfortable because I like the fact that uh, uh, she Mercy could just revive the whole team and sort of yeah. make a second uh, a second I, comment yeah, almost. Which, which is the great, team. but the issue uh, literally is is then why play anybody else? Yeah. Why have another yeah. healer? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and it also took away from people that actually did do team wipes, like the team up between somebody who does a really great diva ult. Well, her diva ult's nothing because all of a sudden you hear heroes never die. Yeah, and now you yeah, which literally happened to me like <laughs> two matches ago, and I got so pissed off. Uh, and then going on to Diva, going on nice right after that. Uh, she is also getting a change, as they are going to say. They wanted to say specifically on her defense matrix. Uh, they are looking at other people to change out and stuff like that, but the only one that they mentioned was Diva, that her defense matrix is going to change because they felt it was a little too overpowered. Uh, okay. They didn't do any specifics on it, but... Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And that's yeah. all on test servers right now? Uh, right now, the Mercy is on PT servers. They have not done anything with Divas just yet, just that they're looking at it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so thank you so much, Noah, for the Overwatch update. All right. I understand a word of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I love the game. It's fantastic. So we're uh, uh, we're gonna say real fast that um, Bioshock is getting its ten year anniversary collection. Yay! It's I'm ten years playing. old. First yeah. off, makes Make me feel, feel like a grandfather. You are. I played that right. in middle school. Jesus, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't talk. Um, and uh, yeah, so wow. 
Ten years, first off. Second off, it's coming out with a collection that is $200 and comes with an awesome statue. Everyone listening, go look at that statue. It looks so pretty. And it has moving parts and lights, and it's awesome. That's all we need. Yeah. Lights. And uh, it's Bioshock. It's you know one of the greatest first-person shooters ever made. They should call it the Would You Kindly collection, because everybody's going to buy it. Oh. Right? Oh, snap. Right? <laughs> you should get into marketing. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I would have bought it. I would be like, I have to. Yeah, yeah I have to now. I yeah. have to. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dan, do you remember playing your first Bioshock? Yes. Yeah, yeah I actually bought it? the collector's edition on the Xbox 360 as one of the few games I actually bought for my 360 right. with a little uh, daddy me. statue. I'm coming back to you. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be quick. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I'm yeah. kidding. Okay, nice. Um, and as long as the statue doesn't break like that one did, we'll be good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't the drill like really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was too big. Yeah, it was too big. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. No, no. The hey. drill was too big. Oh, come on. Oh, oh come on. Why? We're not going Why? blue. You have not earned blue. Yeah. At least bring a bar. Yeah. 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 Uh, Katie, do you remember playing your first? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't handle Prey. How do you think I did with Bioshock? <laughs> <laughs> this story was so good, though, that, like, I wept my way through it, a lot of it. Like, yeah. I got to the plastic surgeon, and I started shaking and crying because right. it was too much. And then I got to uh, the artist, Cohen, and I started shaking and crying. <laughs> and I still have a really hard time with, like, like the Bioshock Infinite uh, DLC, mm. um, the Return to Rapture. Ooh. Yeah, I cried. It was sneaky. It was sne- the whole yeah. whole game was sneaky. I mean, sneaky. that was the only thing that saved me, I think, because <laughs> like um, <laughs> Jack wasn't sneaky. Yeah, like, you couldn't be sneaky. And no, <laughs> no, you had to blast your way through. Yes, you did. But being Elizabeth and going back was a little more right. therapeutic right. than being Jack. <laughs> uh, Noah, you played all of them, right? Uh, I did not play Infinite. That's the best one. Oh my god. <laughs> Why are you here? This is another game that he has to play. So like no, Mario, Cricket. Before that, the list just goes on. Infinite is the best of the group. Yeah, in my is opinion. Two is my favorite. Wow. I know. I know. For real though, play Infinite. Play okay. Infinite. No, it's seriously good. I will. Uh, Dan, is Infinite your favorite as well? Uh, well, I never played two. Um, well, it's the best. Yeah. No, it's the best. No, no, yeah, it's the you be- you're a big, one. you're a big daddy. You know how great that is. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. So I like the atmosphere more from Bioshock the original, right? Because um, like you know, always when it's the first, it sets a precedence. It's a lot of unexpected. You're underwater. But it's Infinite like... was great art style and a great story. So it's yeah. kind of a, it's a hard. Send choice. me for a loop. <laughs> I had to play that twice just to be like, what did what did I miss? When I fi- when I finished that game, I put down the controller and I took a two hour walk processing it. I didn't have my headphones on. I always walk with headphones. I didn't have them on. I I just That's thought funny. like, oh my god, what did I what just happened? Well, what did you, I just you start to rethink everything that had happened? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, through through one, through two, and through three, just like wondering. So my dad. Who will probably enjoy the fact that I'm sharing this with everyone? Yeah, uh, is bad at a lot of games, especially okay. first-person shooters. So I played Infinite for him, and occasionally he'd make a comment like, "Oh, Elizabeth's pretty hot. She's <laughs> pretty hot. Like She's you're gonna hook up with her, right? That kind of thing." And then at the end, right? Not to give anything away for poor Noah. Um, he was just like, what just happened? <laughs> and, like, he changed his ringtone. Like, his uh, notification uh, became, like, the, uh, when you open up the menu, became that. Right. Uh, he did the, 
Yeah, he did the Booker DeWitt, like, hitting the buttons on the elevator. Okay, he cool. He did the Booker Catch. Like, Booker Catch! <laughs> for one of his other notifications. It was Don't great. ever. Booker Catch! I'm done. <laughs> catch! Like, it's yeah. more like that. You're not doing a break. Booker Catch! It's no really bad. It's, You're not doing a It's 100% correct. No. Uh, so, uh, uh, congratulations to Bioshock and Ken Levine. Um, come back to video games, please, right. Ken. Yeah. Come back to video oh, games. Tip for anybody out there, it's uh, half off for the original collection, by the way. Oh, hey. Yeah. All from right. From on the Microsoft, they All conducted right. it. Yeah, yeah, buy it. Everybody, buy it, buy it, buy it. They're great, great games. Uh, two isn't as good, but it's still a lot of fun. It really <coughs> is. It's it's still a lot of fun. It's still a lot of no, fun. No, it's a great game. It's fun. The You're story, a big daddy. The story sucks. We're you moving on. I haven't played Infinite, so... Yeah, yeah. You haven't played Infinite. We're moving on Would to real quickly talk about Xbox One X being sold out, as well as the Super Nintendo Classic System yeah. being sold out. The triple X was too hot? Yeah. I'm bad. cutting that one too. That one's getting cut. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to get cut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Dan, real quick, why are they doing this? Why is both Microsoft okay, and well, Nintendo I, doing you know, this? A lot of things come down to inventory. You can say a lot of things sell out, but it really comes down to stock. Right. You know, you can have ten of something and they're gonna sell out, and everyone's gonna be, wow, it sold out. It must be popular. Right. Well, that's the same concept. Especially Nintendo's been doing that. They've been riding that horse since. I don't even know how long. It's been a while. Yeah, Wii, I guess. Yeah, around yeah. the Wii time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do wonder I if it was the Wii because I don't know if they knew it was going to be as popular because with the GameCube and all that, it was kind of like, well... Yeah, GameCube was sort of a flop. Yeah, and then yeah. they did a whole new kind of control scheme, so it was probably right. a lot of things. So I give right. Nintendo a little bit of you know leeway on that, but everything since you know at least the Nintendo Classic, the Switch, all of the thing, these things, they know the market's been rabid for. Right. Why not make more? Well, if, you know... Parents who don't play video games are literally just having their ground to the ear listening to what people are buzzing about. Right. Not what they're playing. It has nothing to do with that. It has simply to do with, you know, what is the community talking about? What do I need to get my child or, you know, loved okay. one? Yeah, yeah. Well, you create buzz by having lack of inventory. It's not a great moneymaker for, you know, this time because you're not going to sell gangbusters, but you are going to increase your longevity because your parents or the parents or whoever's buying these things You're are guaranteeing sales. Exactly. Yeah. That's you're yeah. giving your loved one an addiction to Amiibos. Yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Microsoft is just simply following suit. Microsoft's doing the same exact thing. Because, okay. you know, the, the price of the Xbox One X is $500. They know for a fact that is not going to sell gangbusters. Yeah. No. It's just not. Yeah. They're going to have to drop the price eventually and might as well sell it at full price with limited quantities yeah. well, while they and can. And they oh want people to like, well, it's a success. It's sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. They're going to sell refills for the coolant inside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't, him. Put, it past them I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there and thank you, Dan, for sort of putting that into perspective because everybody on the internet is angry that they can't get one. Yeah, well, there's a reason. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're all going to take a break. Uh, I, got, I hope you guys enjoy the commercial, but when we come back, we're talking about censorship in video games. Can I get my gummy worm now? No. All right, everyone. It's me, your favorite 
NPC Paul Logan, and I'm here to introduce the biggest skit we've ever done. I know I've promised this for a few weeks now, but it's finally here. We're finally doing it. I spent a lot of our budget on this, just getting the one special guest that I have coming up, and boy is he special. You might know him from a few shows, I'm not going to say which ones, but I'm pretty sure you're going to guess which ones. So, without any further ado, here is the biggest skit we we have ever done. Oh my god, guys, breaking news. I, I've never I've never done this before. This is amazing. Guys, Shenmue 3. It is it's, it has a trailer. It's, it, it's, it's out, it's got a trailer. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Right? It looks so bad. I can't oh man. It's so Shenmue 3 is crowdfunded to 150 million dollars and that is just from one of their campaigns they had three campaigns and i don't know how much total they've it made it looks like they recycled the assets from the dreamcast and literally just ported them over it does all the animations look stilted and just wrong the and hands the hands don't move, <laughs> don't move. they the look like faces don't move they look, Nothing <laughs> they look like they're wearing hand mittens <laughs> like it's so weird oh it's so it's, it's so deep within the uncanny valley that they will never dig themselves out. Yeah. We thought we thought Mass Effect Andromeda was bad. We hadn't seen anything yet. Here's Shen my Mu question. Does not move. <laughs> what happened to all that money? <laughs> 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 what happened? No, I, hey, I, hey, developers gotta eat. Oh <laughs> my god! I guess. Oh my god! It's just so bad. I almost wish I had Matt on this episode so he oh, can god. he can talk to us about what the hell is happening. Yeah, I mean, do we know like how early those assets are? Because that's this game is coming out next year. For PS4. <laughs> for the PlayStation 4. I'm, tr I'm trying to find a reason. No, I know. Like I, it's... We're all trying to find a reason. Honestly, yeah. the 2015 trailer that they showed off, that was basically just a glorified tech demo of look how great the PS4 can do. Yeah. That looked better than what we saw. Oh yeah, not, I have not seen anything that looks this bad in a very long time. Yeah, so. yeah. And if, if if everyone is confused on what the hell we're talking about, Shemu was a game specifically for the Dreamcast, and it was a cult classic. It, yeah. it honestly was an amazing story, mm -hmm. uh, interesting gameplay for the time. Yeah, it was very revolutionary for how it, it had the uh, quick time events. It had quick time events. Yeah. One of the first games ever to have quick time events. Um, and, and they utilized it to a point that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. They really did. Yeah. And like the the way that you learned new moves was interesting. Like you had to go around and like learn them and you actually had to learn how to do them. It was really, really good. The story itself was great. The second one came out on Xbox only, yes. right? Yeah, I don't know about only, but I know it came out on the Xbox. Okay, so it came out on the Xbox, and it was okay. Yeah, it I was mean, a it, big old pile of okay. Yeah. And, but I mean, know, like with anything that revolutionizes, like kind of the industry, or like uh, you know, kind of sets a precedence. Right. You know, other people do capitalize on it, so it does lose its luster. Same thing with you know, uh, Batman, the, the Arkham Halo. franchise, right. or Halo in a sense. Yeah. Is Half Life Three gonna be hidden inside Shenmue Three? <laughs> it might. <laughs> it might. That it's would probably be way. the <laughs> only thing that would save it at this point. <laughs> Okay, here's my problem. They're going. The excuse they're going to use is 
We wanted it to feel like the same game that you played before. Yeah. We wanted it to to really pay homage to the yeah. no. Fuck yeah. you. You're fuck just you. lazy. Yeah, you're like, just lazy asshole. Yeah. No, it's oh. it's the truth. It's super sad. And like I I love the story of the first one. The second one uh, had the problem of being the second one. Everything except for uh, every movie I can think of, except for uh, Back to the Future. The second one has always been the weak weakest one. Um, even like John Wick. John Wick. It. What? I've never seen Back to the Future. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. We're gonna have to have a movie club. <laughs> yeah. too. Anyway, uh, John Wick had its. Uh, John Wick was an amazing action movie. The second one was great, but nowhere near as good as the first one because the first one had the first one's charm. The third movie always wraps it up in either a really good way or in terms of the Matrix. Or in actual video it game happened. terms, Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect Three, go. exactly, exactly. Let's keep it on top. Of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can, yeah, for sure. Because, <laughs> uh, but the problem is, the problem is, Shamu Three. I, I don't know where the money is. Where the money go? What and, happened? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, because the question is, is you know, where is this in development? You know, you watch the trailer, and it's not like super early. You know, hey, we're just showing you this. No, like, there, there's no preface. There's no yeah. kind of like that information needs to be like labeled 90 percent over the screen. Yeah, so Deep, Deep Silver, the publisher, put their name on this. Yeah. The entire time I watched that trailer, I was expecting them to like. I was expecting it to be like, look at these graphics, and, and then it do that transition. little white thing, yeah. and then you've got like Yakuza level graphics, yeah, and it'd yeah. be like, damn, wow. son. But no, none of it. It didn't happen, yeah. and yeah. I just laughed. You know, <laughs> I would totally accept this if this was a remaster of yeah. Shemu One or Two. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally acceptable. Anyway, so uh, that was our breaking news. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint everyone, breaking but uh, we will be right back with our discussion topic, which is, of course, censorship in video games. That was it. That was the biggest skit we've ever done. I hope you guys liked it. Thank you so much for listening. And now back to your show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And I would like to first talk about the gravity of what we're talking about today. Um, so far, our discussion topics have been either reactionary or opinion-based. Uh, this one topic is more emotionally charged. So, with that being said, uh, the opinions and thoughts that we share today aren't necessarily reflective on how we feel or what we think. Sometimes we are going to be playing devil's advocate just to get the other side of the argument out. Um, but for the most part, it's... It's heavier. Everything that we're about to say is a bit heavier. So, <laughs> so, uh, censorship in video games. The reason that we started talking about this is because uh, a article came out, a few articles actually, kind of all around the internet, came out saying that uh, Call of Duty World War II, the online uh, aspect of it, will not have and this is across the board, country, it doesn't matter what country you're in, it will not have Nazi symbolism. Um, and granted, the things that have happened in the United States recently, um, I have my own opinions on this being a good or bad thing for Call of Duty to do, uh, but we're going to start with that. Uh, Katie, 
can you give us sort of your your gut feelings on, on all this? Uh, it's a good business decision. I mean, from their standpoint, you don't want to be known as a developer that has the game where people were receiving threats and they were being harassed and, like, the server was overloaded, overloaded with Nazis coming at you and, like, trolling you constantly with Nazi imagery and Nazi, Nazi, Nazi in your face the entire time. And you don't want to... You don't want to be part of that issue right now, especially right now. Yeah. Like, you never want to be part of it. But you also don't want it to become a problem in the future. You don't want... You want to cut down on all foreseeable instances of this going very, very wrong. Yeah. Very fast. Okay. So. Uh, Dan, I know that you have uh, sort of an opposite opinion on all yeah, this. Yeah, no. <clears throat> absolutely. And um, the thing is, for me, it's this isn't the first time we've had a game that takes place during World War II. This isn't the first time we've really had multiplayer or, you know, swastikas or Nazi imagery, you know, in an online game. You know, those things are always taking place. Even, you know, games that don't take place in that time era, you still get that imagery, and that's up to the developer to police or to just, you know, we understand that that is, you know, modern life when you live or interact with other people, you are going to be exposed to those things. Um, as a developer, for them to remove those aspects from something that is supposed to be historically, you know, time-placed is, in my opinion, like, atrocious in a sense. It's literally like going, well, I'm going to forego history to not make anyone mad. And I'm sorry, but that was a time where things happened that are very, very bad. They're very you know, emotionally charged. And by skirting it and trying to avoid it, we do kind of diminish the reality of what actually had happened during those events. For sure. Uh, Noah? Uh, when it comes to censorship, I don't think that you should alter history like Dan said. Like, history is history. There's a reason why we review our history. It's so that we try not to do it again in the future. And to remove this is kind of removing that. On the other hand, if this was a new IP and the creator yourself said, you know what, I didn't really like how I did this. I think that's a different type of censorship. That's like the creator saying, I didn't really like this. But for the developers to kind of push this is more of a business stance and that's harming the creative aspect of what video games are. They're an art form. We should be able to express ourselves at that state. Right. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was uh, just the Call of Duty community as a whole. Uh, it's not the kindest out there, that's for sure. Um, they are definitely known for kind of being the greatest trolls uh, in, in the gaming sphere, at least Pound for pound, I would say. Like, GDP of <laughs> trolls is high with yeah. Call of Duty. No, no, uh, GDP. Uh, gross domestic product. Yeah, right? gross domestic product. I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, there are a larger number of trolls in uh, the Call of Duty community just because the Call of Duty community so is big. so large, yeah. exactly. Uh, and you don't necessarily see that with fighting games. You don't necessarily see that with uh, Madden. So, because this community is so big... Um, you have a lot of varying opinions and a lot of terrible things that can be said. Uh, just not not even not even off the cuff. Almost second nature to them. It's 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 just instant that you get the n words that you get the Nazi uh, that uh, 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 accusations that it's just it's bad. And you know the girls girls who play that game can attest. Black guys who play that game can attest. 
I mean, any person of color who plays that game can attest. Well, anybody of, just about anybody can attest. Because exactly. Like, you, you, no matter who you are, someone will find something to target you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the whole point, is to push buttons. That's why yeah. they're called trolls. They, you know, yeah. their objective is not to win, it's to make you mad. Yeah, and so to curb this, taking out Nazi symbolism might be the best idea, because we're already adding 420 stickers on your right. MP40. But is... But, oh I'm sorry, can I, I just need to say something. The word you're looking for is toxic. It's yeah. not a trolling community, it's a toxic community. We've proven that time and again. People have received real life death threats. People have been stalked because they shot a dude from far away. What happens if you've got an entire server of trolls as Nazis actually threatening people and taking it to that next level. I'm not saying that they would be Nazis, but I'm saying that they would use that as justification. Oh, I'm just playing it for the game, because honestly... Mm, but well, what's the difference between there being swastikas in that environment mm -hmm. and there not being swastikas in that environment? Or, you know, people who are not historically accurate for the time. I mean, but this is what I'm going to say, and I, we've had this argument before. Who the fuck plays a multiplayer game for history lessons? Because do we play Battlefield 1 for history? No. But we, no, but they do take place in those times, and the people do appreciate it. You're not playing World War II because it's like, but wow, I can play a this looks like a great game. One. You can, well, you can play Battlefield in the single player. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. No, and that's I know, actually historically saying, accurate because like, there were events where women took and place. And there were and, women in World and War II. And that's II, exactly, that's what I'm saying. But, so Battlefield 1 does you know, hold the higher regard for, you know, historically accuracy. And there are levels of, you know, immersion. We're not playing World War II simply because, wow, this looks like a great game. I love the mechanics on this. You're like, people want to go back to World War II. They're advertising it as boots on the ground. We're going back. For the campaign. No, for World War II, which is the product. For the campaign. No, it's for the product. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can't disregard. No, it is in a full package. And that's my thing. It's just because some people may not care so much about multiplayer doesn't disregard it that it is you know, a part of it. And it does take place in, you know, realistic environments. So they, there's kind of like a gray area. Right, that. right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with, with the historical accuracy part, but I am disagreeing with, uh, it, it is multiplayer. Multiplayer is supposed to be the game aspect. The single player, in my opinion, has always been the story aspect. And yes, if they took Nazi stuff out of the story, I would be completely on your side, Dan. Mm -hmm. But multiplayer is the game. It's it's the fun, ridiculous. Oh, I have a thousand grenades that I'm just throwing like like confetti. But it's not. It's, it's not. Especially because of their new gameplay mode, they just added operations, which are specific actual events that happened in World War II that they are moving towards. Like, hey, this was an actual mission that had happened, and actual things that had happened. To then alter that history of the operation that actually happened, yeah. then you're actually altering history. But again, we come back to the developers covering their asses. Everything that is happening right now in real life politics, they have to. If no, they don't, don't, I mean, if they no, don't, they become liable for issues. No, they don't. They no, could. You, you sign a terms of service when you do go online because you that's You do, why but what happens if someone gets hurt? Well, that's reality. Terms of service is not a vorpal shield. No, like, it's not. But it's, like, it's, so no. But if anything online, like you know, what is someone going to go? Well, now that this game is historically accurate, now I'm somehow getting a 
free pass to do whatever I want. Kind Whereas, of. no, people Nazis are... Nazis do that. No, people are. It's also that. making the argument that you play GTA and killing hookers and that's going to make somebody go outside and kill and them. No, exactly nobody why. is saying that, though. I am saying that Nazis will find any justification that they can to get away with that shit. And but if you give them that willingly... But what, what justification are they getting by having historically accurate multiplayer... Because by saying, I'm just playing a role when they get called out for the shit that they say. Oh, I'm just playing a role. This is part of my team. Yeah, but that's going to be So anything. then you mute that person. That's yeah, part of the online There, there are ways to you know, okay. circumvent having these things, and that is you know, a level of moderation. And that's you know, where Sony steps in, Microsoft steps in, or even the developers. But th this is the thing. Community. Microsoft, Sony, they don't want to step in. They do. They don't have to. If you just take out the Nazi stuff, exactly. that's all you have like, to do. No, but it doesn't. Take it out. It, no, but you don't. Have, so that's the thing: is it, it's kind of curbing the the realities of the situation to be to safeguard people for you know these things. And you're like, well, I'm not going to give somebody ammunition to you know use that against the other players. And I get that's where you guys are coming from. Right. But the reality of it is that just because you take it out does not mean that's not going to happen. People are still going to be like, well, I'm on the red side, well, therefore, I'm the Nazi. Like, right. it doesn't yeah. matter whether there's a swastika or not. They understand that they will be the Nazi side. But again, like, this is the developers finding a way to remove themselves from the issues. This is the developers protecting themselves. And I agree with that because we've seen it time and again, people getting hurt over stuff like that. And people, especially the family of the person that got hurt, immediately turning around and saying, why didn't the developers fix this? That's people looking to escape. That's, that's literally scapegoating. No, the responsibility goes to the people, not the actions. And I get what you're saying from trying to safeguard, but it's not just a matter of like that because those things are going to happen. And going, well, but I But saying I don't it's going to happen anyway does not give it an excuse to say no. we shouldn't fix it. We well, shouldn't try. That's but like you're not saying, fixing anything. Don't address, don't do a World War II game if you're not going to do World War II. If, well, that, is not, if that is a serious issue and you need to kind of go, well, I need to back myself out of this because, you know, there are sensitive topics that I don't want to be a part of and I want to do these things, then don't do it. Well, they are doing a World War II game and they are doing that in single player. That doesn't necessarily mean that their entire game has to be this multi or this this. They uh, look at multiplayer historically like, accurate thing. Everyone looks at multiplayer and single player as two different entities, mm -hmm. as it should be. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to have the freedoms that we have in the multiplayer. So why, at that point, then you'd say, okay, well then, uh, take out the women. So then why not? They we weren't boots on the ground. Take out I, the black guys. Take agree. out this. I take agree with that. that. To be honest. <laughs> Okay. Because it's it literally you don't do a historical piece and then go well I'm it's just gonna change this and change. again you, I will no, say this until it, I'm blue in the face nobody is <laughs> playing multiplayer for the historical accuracy everybody so then no no no, no, no. nobody is but if they're not you. Okay. if they're not bringing back the historical accuracy why remove jump backs let's give those guys jump backs not and that, that's my point no, that's so my thing is like, if you're gonna take full creative liberty of the multiplayer just because you want to you know include or you know not include certain topics. Then you know you have fair game over everything. Why not? But they're they, not though. They are not. They're trying to keep it as close to historically accurate as they can with you know real locations and real soldiers and real weapons, all of these things. 
but at the same time trying to skirt the topic with other things meaning like well without these maximizing will make, the chance of issues arising and then being held the, responsible for those issues they're not going to be responsible what court <laughs> no what court in the land will ever go yes you had you know swastikas in your map it's not Fine, just the yeah it's no no media court and public outrage yeah, yeah. and then no but, but that's, the media but, and public find anything and that's exactly I agree, it. but i'm going to say this it did damage sales for Grand Theft Auto V. It did damage sales for Mass Effect. I would it disregard that Grand Theft Auto V ever had its sales hurt. Australia. One word, Australia. Yeah, but well, how Australia much did it help? No, how much anyway. has it, it helped? It built up hype. No, and that's like, a, so it hurt in Australia, but in the U.S., if it was nerfed and it was this you know, super friendlier, a lot more safer you know, zone, mm-hmm. I don't think it would sell as well here. I mean, so, there is, a, you know, there is a counterpoint to that. Yeah, I mean, Australia is a good kind of jumping off point because um, talking about censorship in, in video games, you have to talk about countries specifically. Um, just like there will be no Nazi stuff uh, in Call of Duty World War II at all in Germany. Period, because it's literally against the law. Yeah. Uh, and you guys talked about Australia. They have one of the strictest uh, first world countries uh, with the strictest policies on M-rated games. Some of those game, uh, some of those restrictions include uh, detailed instruction or promotion in matters of crime or violence. That's GTA Five out. Uh, depiction of rape. That is uh, South Park. Stick of Truth out. Uh, promotion or provision of uh, instruction in pedophilia activity. I can't think of a single game that had pedophilia, yeah, which that's... is actually kind of good uh, <laughs> in in today's gaming. Uh, then it goes down to uh, childhood abuse, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, then we get down to uh, L.A. Noir for the. No, childhood I, abuse and like yeah, yeah. L.A. Noir, L.A. Noir actually did have childhood abuse, so there it is. That's gone. Yeah. Uh, depictions or practice uh, practices such as bestiality. Uh, I'm a sure. Lot of indie games. Yeah, a lot of indie <laughs> games. I'm sure. Um, and gratuitous explosions or offensive offensive depictions of uh, fetishes or incest fantasies, which. There's uh, Japanese West, games. Japanese games. Some Japanese games. Leisure and Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> so uh, these are wait no explosions. Yeah, yeah, no gratuitous explosions. So like the, these are sweeping, sweeping general generalities that Australia has come down on hard, and Australia already has a problem with video games because they are what twice as much, sometimes even more mm-hmm. uh, when they buy games. There's a whole fund. They're like $70. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole fund. The same thing in Canada. But I mean, exactly. Yeah. There's a whole fund on Steam that says give an Australian a game and it's just that. You just give an Australian a game. And this is this is Australia. This is one first world country. They have legalized prostitution in three quarters of their country. But they don't have guns anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There are games that are in Japan that we can't get in the U.S. simply because they will never port them over. And you know what? People get those games over by buying them from Japan and getting them shipped. I guarantee you there's a huge market in Australia that, no, Australia doesn't get that market because they're not selling them there. But I can guarantee you they're buying them from the U.S. or having a buddy buying them from the U.S. or buying them off the black market and getting them sent over. That that market is uh, somebody buying an American system 
or a Japanese system, right. and uh, shipping it over, and then you can buy and play American games. So that's then, the only way that Australians are able to play Grand Theft Auto, one of the best open world games mm-hmm. out today. Yeah, and I mean, it shows that there is a market for that type of content where, you know, we're disregarding any sort of, you know, thoughts on the content. It really, you know, it is a fun experience that people want. Right, so. right. Uh, China is another huge one. Yeah, they just got yeah. consoles. Like, they just got consoles. Yeah. Basically, they just got their own console as well, and, and they have of an entire gaming market that America and the rest of the world didn't even know about until a couple years ago. Um, but I, I'm, I'm reading this, and basically it's saying that if there are any drugs, sexual themes, bl- uh, blood, or violence, the game is banned, mm-hmm. which means anything M-rated. And don't think that America is safe because we have our own bands. There's a handful of games that we will never, ever see the light of day. And uh, an AO rating, which is adult-only rating, is a ban of sorts because retailers won't sell that. Yeah, um, so the, big rule, the big issue of yeah. that is actually comes down to Walmart simply because Walmart will not distribute anything that's AO. They will not have them in their stores. Um, and then that's why, since they are one of the biggest distributors nationwide... I'm just going to bring up a point going back to World War II. This is probably also another reason, from a purely financial standpoint. Um, act, they're going to want to cover their asses in every corner. No, and I get so, that. Yeah, I get that. I mean, like, I'm not saying that, you know, they shouldn't do it or whatever. No, or, no, no. no, I'm not saying that there there's no reason to do it. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's one of those things of you shouldn't do it if you're going to touch history. Yeah, I mean, I could agree on that front, but like when it comes down to it, this is the best business choice that they could make because most of Call of Duty's market, whether we want to admit it or not, is young. No, so, absolutely. But yeah. at the same time, the, those younger gamers need to understand how history happened. So. And they play the single player for that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, that most of them actually will skip. Yeah, players, yeah, I know, so. I know, I know. Uh, but uh, going back to countries banning things, Iran is one of the big ones as well. They're sort of on the same train as China. Uh, they say basically M-rated games, no. Um, but specifically, uh, games like Battlefield 3 uh, had a depiction of the U.S. invasion in Tehran. Uh, they banned that game 100%. Mass Effect 3 um, wasn't uh, even introduced to the... They had 1 and 2 for some reason, but because uh, Mass Effect 3 touted uh, same-sex relationships, they just didn't have it. Uh, Sims. The Sims. You are not allowed to get The Sims in Iran uh, just because of the same-sex uh, uh, marriage and coupling. Um, but that all being said, Russia, uh, they only banned one part of uh, one game, uh, and that is the infamous mission called No More Russians in uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No More Russian, no more Russian right. Yeah. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Dan, can, or actually, how about Noah? Did you play that mission? No. Nope. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dan, how about you? Tell us what happens in that mission. Um, so basically, you play as a, bush, a bunch of terrorists who walk through, a, I believe it was an airport, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting people and oh, basically pretending to be American. Right. Um, I believe. And the idea was no Russian, don't speak Russian anymore, don't, you know, don't give where our nationality is from. Yeah. To show, you know, to basically use that to say, like, oh, these people are creating this tech level of terrorism. Right. And that's it was what basically from. you were playing as a terrorist doing a terrorist act. Exactly. Yeah. And 
So, you know, it all comes down to, like, the same questions. Well, why are we censoring these things? Like, what is it about these acts, whether it's, you know, a historical thing or, you know, you know, a terrorist act or some sort of event, where do we draw these lines? And I think that's kind of the big question. There is no, e- you know, easy answer for right, any of this. Right. And um, why is a good question? Why are we doing this is a good question. Because uh, Germany doesn't say absolutely no Nazi anything. They say no Nazis when it doesn't come to art. And this is this is the problem that we're that we're facing pretty much with every topic that we're ever going to discuss on this podcast is that video games are not seen as art. I would make a case in agreeing with Germany as far as Call of Duty goes. Okay. Just because it's Call of right Duty. because it's World War Two. But it's Call of Duty. It, I but, it is beautiful. To- it's a beautiful game. I would argue with anyone all the time. Like it's a great game. It's a great series. But mainstream non-gamers look at that and they go, it's just shooting other people. It is just shooting other people, but that is also a a video game. It is categorized as video games. Yeah. So you're going to put that next to Hellblade, Setsuna's Revenge, which is basically completely focused on how it is to be schizophrenic and has no problem showing you the very dark underside of being schizophrenic. You see things that are horrifying in that game, and you experience things that are horrifying in that game. And to understand that somebody goes through that every day, day in, day out, is a horrifying understanding. And to then go to a Call of Duty, which is a literal historical piece, and to change things that people actually live through and things that people have actually done interviews about, to change those things and to alter it is almost a slight disrespect. But, okay, no. <laughs> this is, okay, this is where I'm going to lay it down right now. Multiplayer does not do any of that. You will not have a section in multiplayer but where multiplayer you sit... multiplayer is part of the game. You will not sit down with Holocaust survivors in multiplayer and have a serious discussion about what they just went through. Yeah, but there's parts of the war where it was literally just people fighting and giving their lives And for... I'm sure we're going to see that in the campaign. But yeah, that's but the point I'm trying to make. But let's get off of that because <laughs> Hellblade and Call of Duty are not in the same realm. <laughs> but and that was kind of the that, point. That's, that's but they're both video games. They all, they, not, if they're both no. games and they should and games should be considered as art and games should be able to do this kind of thing, this historical thing, and not be censored in that type of way. I, I think the, the, the question is more of, like, do we define all games as art or some games as art? Okay, and that would be a better discussion, but for the mainstream person, schizophrenia and the depiction of such is very different from shoot the other dude in the face. But it's not just shoot the other dude in the face. It's shoot the other to, dude in the to face. To us, that yes. But I'm saying yeah, well, to it, the mainstream. No, these people were shot in the face for a reason, and I was shot in the face for a reason. That you know, it depicts a period in time that actually did happen. Battle, and, I think Battlefield was, yeah, Battlefield had an amazing depiction of what that was actually like. They did a great job with the first five minutes, uh, the first uh, mission of the game. Yeah. Of every time you died, you saw a name, you saw their yeah. birth and, and death beautiful. dates. Uh, you don't get that. You don't get that in Call of Duty. It's too fast-paced. Now, but they are moving back. That's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. They're creating... It's always been too fast-paced. And a lot of this is, you know, we're making assumptions based on previews and what they've shown. We haven't gotten had had time to get hands-on. So a lot of it could change. It could be jump packs and, you know, all of these things where we're like, okay, well, this is obviously not a historical piece. But if everything does go down that road, which they're kind of pushing then, you know, there are going to be these weird loopholes where things are not going to quite line in place. But, okay. But I'd like to go on what Katie was trying to say. 
I understand mainstream doesn't really care about just the shoot shoot gun gun stuff because that is video gamey but if we're gonna put that to video gamey that makes mainstream not look at video games as a whole to be artistic and if video games are a whole should be looked at artistic then we may have to start changing it call of duty tried to do single player separate from multiplayer at one point and maybe that's what they need to start doing if multiplayer is the shoot shoot bang bang have that be separate. Have that be fun and shoot, shoot, bang, bangs. But the story should be historical, and the whole package should be World War II. The the thing that I think everyone is missing is that Call of Duty has always had a very di- clear distinction of tone between the story and the multiplayer. To me, that makes it very clear they're two different entities. And I agree that you know that's definitely been the case for modern Call of Duties. But when we look at you know Call since of Duty, World at War. Yeah, but when Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, all of those were very much, you know, historically accurate as we could have gotten during Before those times. Before we had multiplayer. No, they had multiplayer. It launched with multiplayer. They were actually the first franchise the to use... on PlayStation? No, PC. Okay. Yeah, it was the original one to have kill cams. I know that specifically because I just I detest kill cams. So as a call, as a yeah. Counter Strike player, kill cams is just my nightmare. But anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, they were hugely accurate to try and keep everything you know accurate to try and keep it you know period correct. Well, they've skewed away from that. You know, they tried doing the you know um, uh, Middle East war, war in the Middle East, basically. To, with you know modern warfare and those to try and skirt something that is relevant to people that's going on, but not close enough to you know step on any shoes, and that's why they got so many creative liberties because it wasn't a real thing. It was using real events that could happen that are closely tied to the events that are happening without literally going, well, this was this. Yeah. Um, so I guess. It's 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 a tough call to make because I understand uh, both sides. I, I would like games to be historically accurate when they can be, uh, and they should be if they're trying to. Um, but uh, I have to agree a hundred percent with Katie. This is um, it's it's multiplayer. Like it's it's a toxic community. Think bad things can happen, and yeah, companies don't want to have that uh, looming over them. No, no I, I, None of the lawyers want to hear it. And that's exactly... I mean, I completely understand. Like, I, yeah. I get the point. I get why they're doing it. I am just... I am steadfast in it. It's right. one of those things where, like, I see games as art, as an artistic expression for just about everything. Either you're representing, you know, a historical thing that happened, and you're trying to sell it that way, and therefore that's that right um but you know and that's kind of with the whole art thing you know games as art you should always express what you really want and not be swayed by general opinion right and that's that's where i am i mean in general i don't want um i don't want games to be censored because censoring games brings them down to a level uh that is not considered art it 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 turns them into games. It doesn't turn them into art. So censoring games is a bad idea. But at the same time, even art has to be careful. Then is it art? Yeah. It's always art. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> questioning what is art and like, isn't art like is Andy definitely... Warhol, like the idea of, like, you know, 
art being anything that's drawn? It's not. No, 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 no. I I have a very broad definition of what art is, but um, at the same time, like it's you you have to be sensitive because Japan, um, they still allowed Fallout to come to their to their country, but they censored it uh, to the. To a pretty fair degree, I would have to say. Um, there is a te- there is a, uh, a a mission in Fallout Three where you have to decide uh, whether or not to basically nuke a town. Uh, they got rid of that mission completely. They changed the name to the Fat Man or uh, of the Fat Man to the Nuka Launcher. Um, so. These we all know why they changed that, and we all know why Germany won't allow video games to have but, Nazi symbolism. I mean, going to that, like you know, one of the things that I'm like for me at least, I remember that mission in particular because of the ramifications it had, the depth of that choice. You know, that level of censorship takes away from the product. Right, but right. there's there's a difference between. Uh, a, an RPG choice and uh, an emotion that you feel because of that choice and a nation who is still in mourning and still having a no, hard time that, coping with, I, with what had happened. My heart goes out to the people who you know would have those things, but that's <coughs> obviously not the thing you would expose yourself to. Yeah. Right? So it's all about personal choices and if something does not appeal to you or what you want, then you know you have every right to speak with your dollar and go, well, this is not for me. So therefore, you know, people won't create those products if, you know, that's not within their artistic expression. Right. <clears throat> and to a certain extent, um, speaking with your dollar does work, but uh, sometimes it doesn't. Hatred is a pretty good uh, one to talk about because that was just glorified murder. It was a murder simulator and it had no story whatsoever. There was no reason for your character to be doing the things that he was doing. Now, is there an artistic value in absolute chaos? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. For sure. But at the same time, um, that game was critically panned, uh, not only because the gameplay was terrible, but also just because it was... <laughs> I mean, the gameplay was terrible, but uh, just because it was glorified murder. And that's where social media kind of comes in. They can then spread the news of this game is bad. Don't play it. Yeah. Like that's. But to be afraid of what social media is going to do simply because of what you put in a game is censoring yourself on your own right. Like you're silencing what you're about to say because you're afraid of what anybody else is going to say. Yeah. That's not at all what Activision is afraid of, though. Activision is afraid of a repeat of those crazy guys that you don't hear about in the news except when Fox News wants to yell about something. Going to someone else's house and, I mean, there was a story, what, a couple years ago about two brothers. One brother killed his brother's character in the game and the guy flipped out. He started threatening him, he started threatening his wife, started threatening his own niece and nephew, showed up at their house multiple times with weapons. Like, it... Like, I'm not saying this is something that, like, is the responsibility of the developers. But if, let's say, he had gone on a binge and killed them, or, you know, God forbid, something worse than killing them. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that it would be the developer's fault. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the developers don't want that to be a burden on them. 
because inevitably it would be turned on them. Inevitably, parents would hear about it. Like, ooh, that's the game where this happened. And inevitably, it may or may not have future ramifications for gaming as an industry in America. We might find ourselves in a situation where, especially with this administration, um, we might find ourselves in a situation where we become Australia, or we become Canada, or we become any number of other nations where our freedom of expression comes at a cost when it comes to video games. I can agree with that, but I can also see the same thing happening with this right now. As Activision doing this, this now shows to everybody else who's going to try to make a game of that, being like, ooh, maybe the media is not really going to like what we say about that. We should cut that. And especially it's something that is based on history, so it's not like they're creating... It's not like hatred where they had free run of everything. They could do whatever they wanted. This is literally going this has happened and I'm going to make it here. I don't really need to create anything unique in a sense. I don't need to create. I just need to kind of carbon copy and shift over and you know, develop something that had already existed. So the responsibility is, I mean, I get that you know, it's kind of the idea, well, you know people are going to be pissed off because it's a video game. And I think that to me is the problem, is the conception that oh, it's a video game. Like, what if we made a movie of the same thing and we removed all? No the one would care. Samples? Actually, I no, was I was just about to get to that. Um, movies, TV shows, video games, these are sort of under the same umbrella, and the umbrella is they have a ratings board. The ratings board dictates what networks are showing the TVs, what theaters are showing the movies, and what retailers are selling the game. If you are thinking as a business standpoint, uh, you have to make sure that these games that you're putting out, the TV shows that you're showing, and the movies that you're putting out uh, meet those uh, limitations. Standards. Standards, for sure. Um, And so, if you want to make sure that your game sells, don't have sex in it. Don't have straight up sex in it. If you want to make Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. Ask Grand Theft Auto. If you want to make sure that your movie is shown in all the theaters it can be shown in, don't do X, Y, or Z. If you want to have your TV and show shown on networks that people get, like I mean, this isn't like it's not the first time we've had World War II shooters for decades. The difference is we didn't have them during a time of heightened racial tension. We always we always, always. have a high, no, high racial not tension. Not to this degree. I, not I to this degree. But. We've always had neo-Nazis. They have never been so outspoken. And that's, I think, the other thing we need to consider. We haven't had a leader who does not decry that action. <laughs> we haven't had a white supremacist in the White House since I, Lyndon B. Johnson. But I mean, <laughs> adding these, if we're going back to ratings, right, is adding Nazi symbolism, is that going to make this game an AO game? No, it's not. Is taking them out going to make it a T? No, it's not. When you make a movie that's rated R, are the kids gonna go see it? No, because the parents know to leave wow. them home. Wow. Unless <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not up to it's, the, the director to be like, like well, yeah, the kids are gonna go anyway. That's true. That's if true. this is something that you're like, oh, I don't want kids to play this, oh, and people know, people know, but that's not on the fault of the developers. That's the fault of the parents that are gonna buy Call of Duty for their eight year old. But the parents don't understand the toxicity of the online community, and right on the box, in very, very tiny print, uh, the M rating does not apply to the online. Yeah, the ESRB yeah. cannot rate online interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Which might be something that needs to change. Maybe and, but maybe it needs to be AO for online interaction. And sometimes. putting yeah, slapping that AO thing might or hurt Or maybe sales. add a function where you can shut off multiplayer 
and parental control parental it. lock it up. Yeah, yeah. If parental that's an issue, up. I mean, there and are. That's what I was going to get at with the earlier thing. There are <laughs> avenues to take. You know, we were talking about the valve thing. Don't make any jokes. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. Uh, was you know there are other avenues to take. It doesn't always have to be an all or none situation. There are ways of doing you know the things that you need to do, but just be creative about it. Yeah. But I mean, Valve is even considering taking off AO games. That's because it's just bad publicity. It is bad publicity, and this is exactly what we're talking about. No, and that, it's but, bad publicity yeah, and for an online service to for, have Nazis. But we support that idea. That you know, there are content, there are things that people can do creatively that just should not happen because. People deem it inappropriate, whether it's Australia. It's happening in movies. Yeah, it's happening in TV. I'm sure it's happening in art, but I'm not that artsy fartsy. Well, I don't know. My thing is, is like, so you know, every region has their level of what they define as appropriate. You know, like Australia, Japan, all these things that we had talked about. So the idea is, you know, we all have to draw our own lines, and we're all going to draw that differently. The thing is, is that I would, I would 100% be on your side. Mm-hmm. Censorship in gaming does not belong there. It doesn't need to be there. Right now, from a business standpoint, it has to. I mean, we are, we are at a point, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, where neo-Nazis are marching on the streets. No, it is no coincidence that Activision came out and said, by the way, when they did, they were like, I completely get like, that, but the thing is, is they are releasing a product. Yeah. They don't have to release the product. But... In, their, in all fairness to them, they were releasing this product regardless earlier on, and now it's gotten to a point where it's like they either have to make a last-minute snap decision that we can agree or disagree on all we want, but when it comes down to it, it's a decision that had to be made either yeah. way. And for them, the best decision was remove it. Well, remove and, it. Because like, like we all know, when it comes right down to it, we all know what red means. Yeah. We all know. That does not mean, though, that those people should be allowed to shove that symbolism in people's faces. Okay, well, going purely you know, to troll. with the idea that, you know, we all know what the red means. Well, now they're also including people of various colors and genders and all that. Well, how is that not going to be more of what they're trying to avoid? Well, now I am red shooting someone of color. I Isn't mean, that or you're a little bit closer color. to what that's the a, ideology is supposed to be? That yeah, we're I mean, and that's avoid? a different argument I don't know, I'm just saying, but it but all like, comes down to one point that I think Call of Duty has made for us well my thing is just taking using that towards your point is they're trying to avoid these things that are controversial then wouldn't be adding that being more controversial but it's bringing it back to the point that multiplayer is not the campaign multiplayer is a separate entity because like you said earlier yourself mm-hmm. there are kids who will skip the campaign and go straight to the multiplayer yeah. therefore they don't give a shit about the historical accuracy <laughs> You, I, you admit I agree, it. Yeah. You said it. You admit it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't, I say people care about historical accuracy in multiplayer. But no, yeah, I do yeah. agree. There are a lot that don't, though. Yeah, and right. that a lot includes the 12-year-olds who are like, I want to play multiplayer. Yeah. Noah, your thought? I, I mean, we can keep going on and on and on about it. It's just that censorship really sucks. This is not a complete being able to f- freedom of speech. And this can either do many things. It can spark up an argument of people being like, you know what, no, we want this freedom of speech, this is unacceptable. Or it sparks up the fact that everybody is now going to take a few steps back when it comes to being able to express themselves on games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One last thought. One last thought. Okay. Freedom of speech can be applied without including hate speech. 
because where does freedom of speech start and hate speech end? Can I ask where the hate speech started in removing swastikas from the multiplayer? Died you. Okay, so... Can you imagine? Like, can you... (laughs) Tell me you can't hear that in the highest pitch voice. I can, can, but... Jews will not replace us. That's going to be in there even without the swastikas. And there will be, but again, that's that's, the company covering their asses. But the swastika itself is, like, not that. Like, they're not removing hate speech by removing symbolism. All they're doing is... Removing the symbolism. It's not like your character in game is running through a trench and is like, oh my god, remember when we murdered this Jew over in the corner in this trench? That's not like what happens. It's because the twelve-year-old on the other. It's the twelve-year-old, and and that's the problem. And I think that's the issue. And that's kind of where, like, I want to worry more about where it stems than you know the outlet. Like, just because someone has this weird ideology. Doesn't Weird. mean <laughs> it's bad. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm trying horrid. to be nice. <laughs> yeah. Why? No, they're no, Nazis. Okay. okay, so hold on. It's, it's terrible idea. They're trying to be yeah. nice. They're Nazis. What, what, why are we removing the swastika? Why are we trying to be nice? They're We're Nazis. not being nice to no, them. No, 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 no. We're taking I, something from them. Thank you for adding to my yeah. point. <laughs> We're not being yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just because somebody has this terrible ideology doesn't mean that, you know, they need to have their ideology reflect upon everybody else's experience on things. Yeah. And it's not so much that it's like, oh, I want to have the experience of being a Nazi, but more as to see the events as, you know, as close as we really can, because none of us were there, none of us were alive. Which would be nice, and I think would work if Activision wanted to set up these missions. Like, okay, this team, Nazi team, you start over here. This is your goal. And they keep it, like... They fucking keep it. Yeah, they have moves like, like that. that. Yeah. But they need to keep it str- tighter than just running around all over the map. It's you cross over here, you're dead. There's a landmine right there. You're dead. Like, but if you want to go into historical were. accuracies, then I want no, complete are. accuracy in multiplayer. But that's the thing is there are events. I mean, this isn't Battlefield 1 running on top of Zeppelin inaccuracy. These are skirmishes that are ground, boots on the ground. Hey man, I think that actually happened in real no, life. No, I actually you know, I did a little bit of research beforehand, you know Battlefield 1 was actually fairly accurate short of like some of the ammo clips and stuff. They did have ziplines and all those things running on the zeppelin. But would you say one of them of, though? <laughs> yeah, would you say Call of Duty so is going to pay that much attention? That's what they're trying, that's what they're... But they For sh- multiplayer? They should. Yeah. Do, you, really? Well, not anymore because they're say, obviously <laughs> changing things. But no, even but before have. that, when have they ever cared about that? Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2. World uh, at War? World at War. Because no. No, not so much. No, no not so much. So yeah. they've, World at War was the first one that put Call of Duty on the yeah, map. Yeah, because that's when they sense. went mainstream a lot more. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go with the mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay, honestly, we could be talking yeah, circles. Yeah. We could be talking circles around this topic for a long, long time. Uh, censorship in gaming is just generally bad. a bad thing, but uh, because it is a business, we don't get to choose yeah, whether so it's a bad thing Where we draw our own lines. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's sad to see that uh, a video game company has to do this, because that means that one of two things it is feels true. like they have to do this. Yeah, feels like they have to do this. That means that one of two things is true. Either one, we can't handle it as a general public, or two, they don't believe uh, in their own 
uh, uh, integrity, their own creative integrity. Uh, in this instance, I'm sure it's a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B, but in general, it's probably a lot from column A. Uh, this is not the greatest time to be talking about Nazis. This is not the greatest time to uh, uh, faci yeah, facilitate their conversations online, offline, any direction. So, taking it out is in general a pretty good idea for Activision specifically. Think Sledgehammer as well. That'd be great, Patch. Patch it back yeah. in. <laughs> Patch it back in. No, or, that's, that's never going to happen. Or have a mode that you turn it on and off. I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, we could argue this. We are going to stop the discussion right here. Um, uh, again, every uh, it seems like every week I'm saying this, we could uh, have a, a completely second, uh, uh, you know, revisiting on this topic, and maybe well, we will. That's why have to come back every few weeks to Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're going to talk about this next week. We're not. But, uh, you know, you yeah. never know. Right. So, um, maybe I want to talk more about Andromeda. Maybe she does, yeah, yeah. Because I kind of do. I'm still mad about it. You know what? Katie I want to talk about our paychecks. Where's our fucking paychecks? Yeah, where's our money? Yeah, that's the real discussion. Am I uh, sleeping with you for nothing? <laughs> Am I sleeping with you for nothing? What the? You're sleeping with him. I'm sleeping with him. Why am I the odd man out? <laughs> You're the only one with integrity. <laughs> so, um, I, we're going to stop the podcast, everyone. On that note. On that note. Bye. He likes me better. Ooh, boy. And then there it was. The seventh episode of the non-player character podcast. Did it get real? Felt like it got real. Anyway. This is usually where I do corrections, but as this was, again, an opinion-based uh, episode, there's not really anything to correct. However, of course, I would like to thank my special guest in the biggest skit we've ever done, John Hamm. I mean, can you believe that I got him? Ah, oh, man, it was expensive, I will admit. Most of our budget is now gone. I'm real sorry to my other NPCs for that. But you can't put a price on John Hamm. Well, you can put a price on John Hamm, and he certainly put a very large price on himself. But, point is, this is at the end of the show, so I'm having a lot of fun here. It's still 100 degrees in my studio, so that's horrible. But before I go, I would like to also plug one more time Midnight by the Bay. Alex Midnight is a fantastic friend of mine, and he's been... Uh, with me pretty much my entire life. Uh, so uh, he, him making a podcast and, and, and me promoting him, him promoting me, this is, this is synergy. This is synergy at its best. So I have nothing more to say, nothing more to add. I will see you in two weeks when our topic will be, we'll figure it out later. Okay, bye.